Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we begin the podcast, just a couple things to remind you up top. You can listen to us on platforms SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And by that I mean Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud, because Spotify hasn't caught up yet. Come on, take a look over here. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dabbling Dribbling. And I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Rate us if you think we deserve it. Uh, give us five stars if you uh, so are inclined. Um, if you have constructive criticism, uh, feel free to hit us in the DMs. I'm trying to build something here, so I'll take that at another time. Um, but so far, uh, it's been really sweet stuff. A lot of support and people showing a lot of love. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell some friends about it. And uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks a lot. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alice and Bry. Hey! I am very excited for this cast today because, I don't know, we have a lot of really important things to talk about. I'm excited. Because, I mean, when we were going through the topic list, I'm like, this is going to be lit. Yeah, you threw... Well, let's be honest. All of the stuff on this list. I did. And I'm very excited to talk about all of them. Some of the things I'm kind of aware of. Right. Some of the things you're not. And some of the other things, you're going to have to break that to me fresh. Right. Because why you don't know some of these things is, it should not be surprising to me. I recently invested in a very nice rock on the south side of Manhattan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I live under it Oh, you do? And it's quite cozy. You're you're This rock of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad that you're under the rock, but that you have people like me who don't live under that said rock. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're break it down. We're gonna break it down, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good times. But you've been good though. It's been a good week. For I've you. been I've been swell. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. I just came from it's gallery season in New York. I know. I went with you last week. The, the, yes, we we had a glorious time. It was way it was way too much. Fun. There's too <laughs> many things to look at. Too, too many, many beautiful people. I you took the words right out of my mouth. It was like. Very stupid. This is... I was just like, that's another beautiful person. That's another... There's too many beautiful people. I feel very out of place. Everyone's drinking, like, fun size samples of wine. Right. But, like, so many of them after a while. Oh, my God. The one girl that we saw at the at the one gallery mm. who was I thought she was kind of flirty with you but then she was like oh my god oh, I love yeah. basketball no, oh yeah and I love basketball and then she was like oh my god my husband loves I know and I was just like god <laughs> dang it and I was like ready I was, was ready to like like you know, like swing at you so you could like you know I, I saw you you were ready yeah I was, I was like, ready okay great she's got me the um the 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 thing was, she's one of those people who's very flirty. Yeah. but It's a flirty personality. It's a flirty personality yeah. who's just gregarious and lively. Yeah. And comes up to you and just wants to She was engage. cute, too. I was just like, yeah. all right. It was fun. And so, nonetheless, she... Uh, she, she was checked, taken. She was taken, but she's still a basketball fan and got into our podcast and interested in it. And yeah. she's listening today. Thanks for the support. Yeah. Um, I went again tonight. Yes, I know. I was bummed I couldn't come with you. You, you had some stuff going on, yeah. on on the... On the, on the work, work side. Yeah. Appreciate it. Doing your service. <laughs> While I was out, um, the show, I'll be honest, not as many great openings tonight. There was one that I think you would have liked that mm-hmm. will go out there. It'll be up for a month. Yeah. But um, I realized something uh, that's a, a line for me, a boundary. Yeah. In relationships. 
or like platonic relationships no, or like no, no, romantic no. relationships. Romantic relationships. Got it. Okay. And um, and so after I had gone through a few galleries on the contemporary side, uh-huh. I said, okay, this is a painter here, sculptor there, four D artist or whatever. Yeah. And then you go down one of the avenues because the avenues have some of the more poppy stuff. Yeah. And so I'm walking by, and it looks like there's a club opening. And uh, I saw this. Well, you know, it's the season. So I'm like, oh, what is this? I see a couple beautiful women coming my way. And I'm like, oh, she's attractive. I wonder what she's about. Let's read into this and make some, you know, assumptions based on what I see externally. Mm -hmm. And then she walks up to this line that everyone's standing in with a rope, and there's a bouncer at the front, which I always say, you know who's seen the most art in New York City? Black men. Because they're all the bodyguards mm-hmm. at all the galleries yeah. you ever see are black yeah. guys. And so they stand and look at art for hours on end. Um, you, you're screwing up, man. You shouldn't be an artist. You should just be a bodyguard. Yeah, I gotta put on a few more pounds if that's gonna be the case. I, I, I believe in you. <laughs> I look too delicate. Um, the, <laughs> I look but, too delicate. But they come up to the line and uh, they stand in it and there's the bouncer at the front. And I look through and it's just that normal gallery that I see and I mm-hmm. just always walk by that has like glitter paintings of Marilyn Monroe. Ugh. Okay, gross. <laughs> like Andy, Sorry. Andy Warhol, like, like reproductions. Ugh. And like, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about right now. And it's I, making me sick. There were more people in the gallery and in line to see the gallery than any other gallery I had been to that night. And I realized this is uh, the most popular art. Literally the most popular. Pop art. Uh-huh. People... In general, if there's a normal bell curve, right. most of the bell curve is going to that gallery, and right. only one tip of the curve right. is going to what I was going to tonight. And I realized, if I were in a pseudo-relationship or dating someone mm-hmm. who said, I have an opening to go to, here we go, and they stood in that velvet rope line... You, it would be done. You would be done. I wouldn't say... I'm not saying I would respect them less, but I wouldn't talk to them again. <laughs> we'll say that. You would, you would be done with the relationship. It would be time to move on. <laughs> it would be like, this is the universe's w- way of saying, this is not the right person for you. On the one hand, uh, it would never compete with my art, because they would always think I'm a good artist. Right, because you would be the number one in their eyes, obviously. In their eyes. Obs. And then on you the flip hope. side, right, if they but appreciated what, what I appreciate, but what does that they mean? might, I could get jealous one day if they see a contemporary artist and say like, oh, wow. That's amazing, but they haven't flipped out like that for one of my paintings in like oh, five years. So there's yeah. that piece of me too. Yeah, now I'm afraid to say anything about your painting <laughs> and work. Dang. No, nah, it's fine. Go ahead. But I mean, I'm, we I'm, we all must quiet the ego and just accept that. So that's, that's true. You know, that's my week. How's your? How are you doing? Uh, this is. Remember, I said like I had like another like two more weeks of like. Just wild things at work. Yeah. This is like the tail end of it. I'm supposed to remind you uh, that I'm here to help <laughs> if you need anything. It's fine. There's nothing you could do. Sounds good. <laughs> There's. It's just things. But I'm at the tail end of it. So I'm looking forward to a little restful, a more restful weekend. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen because I'm on call for like what I'm doing for yeah. work. And so I'm like, oh, that's going to suck. Get but I'm that hoping. Phone. Yeah, but I'm hoping, you know, things cool out. Um, uh, my sister is actually coming again in two weeks. So, That's exciting. Uh, so I'm excited to see her. Um, it's just going to be me and her 
just hanging. I'm surprising her with a couple of things. She doesn't know about it yet. So you'll hear it on this cast, but you won't know what it is, Reba. Yay! <laughs> she's uh, a fun time. Yeah, she's a good time. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just kind of like I'm ready to, like, I have a, a foot injury currently, so I haven't been working out in the past right. two weeks. Right, how's that going? It, like, I don't love it. I still have maintained, like, either weight loss or, like, whatever. Like, yeah, you look anyway. good. Thank you. But it was, it's just been kind of one of those things where I'm like, I don't like not working out. Yeah. Because I've done, I did it for like two months of like very consistently working mm-hmm. out, you know, not every day, You're but like, in the habit. I was in the habit. I, I, 21 days, I was past the 21 days, you know, like yeah. I, I was doing it. So I don't feel great. I feel a little, ugh. You miss the moving things around and being Yeah. Active. I, and like, I'm still waking up when I did when I would work out. Mm-hmm. But like, if I worked out, I'm just going to injure my foot more and I just need to like, not do that so mm. i don't know it's, that's kind of annoying um but i'm looking forward to it being fixed at some point at some point i'm just gonna give up and be like i don't care i'm just i'll we're not uh we're not spring chickens anymore nope at this age apparently being 30 means everything sh- starts shutting down it takes forever <laughs> to heal something now no one told me that and it was gonna really take this long a, it's really stupid that wrist injury i had i know how is your wrist much better but did you go to the doctor i did and what did the doctor say uh, we'll talk about this offline. I was gonna say there's some things. Oh, I, am I gonna get mad? No. Yes, I will. No. No, so, your face is telling doc- me I'm going to get upset. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Maybe the world shouldn't hear me yelling at you. I just want to let your mom know that I did yell at you at some point. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get into this. What do you have? Because I could sit Talk. here and yell at you, but I'll I don't f- I don't I'll want to. Go for it. So uh Rihanna. Do you know who Rihanna is? She's um that uh queen of R and B. Sure. Well she would at be one princess. Point. She was the princess. She, yeah. She's the cause Beyonce's the queen. Mm, she's the queen of like life. Oh, she's not like explicitly R and B, just queen of life. Queen of uh, and yeah. then princess of uh, like for in my world, it's yeah. like Rihanna. It's like Beyonce and then Rihanna. Yes, like those are goals. I in think my that's life. how a lot of people see it. Yeah, like both of those women are beautiful, talented. I've been seeing pictures of Rihanna lately. Uh huh. You like the thickness that you're seeing? I like it. <laughs> I, Thank you, world. I am gonna remember just... we talked about how people were like, "Oh, she's getting like fat." Yeah, people were dragging her, and you're I like, think she looks "What's good. wrong with you, stupid motherfuckers?" <laughs> she she looks good in my eyes. Anyway, um, so so recently, and so there's New York Fashion Week is you know in tow, mm-hmm. and things are happening. Um, and Rihanna uh, launched a makeup line. Um, recently, and it's called Fenty Beauty, because you know her name is you know what her name is, right? Rihanna's name. It's Rihanna. Oh God. That's what she's called. Yes, that is her name, but you know she has like an actual name. Miss Rihanna. Oh God. I don't know. We talked about this. How did you forget? We when talked did we about, talk this. about this. Was it on the podcast? Yes, we talked about this on the cast. Well, prove it, because I do not recall You're, this. You dumb mother. <laughs> <laughs> Her dumb. name is Fenty? It's Fenty. Fenty. Yeah. Fenty. Robin Rihanna Fenty. Robin Rihanna Fenty. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so she launched her own like beauty line, and it is probably one of the most inclusive beauty, beauty lines I've ever 
ever encountered. Um, it, it's it. I think it launched maybe like a week ago, and people are like going, like makeup people. Okay, time out. When you say inclusive beauty line, you mm-hmm. mean a lot of foundations and colors and things made for people of all shades. Right, specifically those who have melanin in their skin. Oh no, she didn't. Yeah, she's just she decided. Hmm. We need to be inclusive. And she was, and when she was doing the press tour about her beauty line, mm-hmm. was talking about how, like, there's so many beauty lines out there that aren't inclusive. When they, t- they have, like, it's like three shades. It's, like, fair, medium, and dark. Yeah. You know? Or, or like, and so, like, as a woman who has, who is maybe, like, in between the medium and the dark, and there's lots of in between of that, or, mm-hmm. like, in between the fair and the medium, whatever it may be. So, I just want to give a shout out to Rihanna for being inclusive which duh she's freaking rihanna she's beautiful and she as a as a black woman was able to do it awesomely Mm -hmm. and her stuff is better than any of the garbage that the jenners and the kardashians have put out when you say better you mean quality wise quality wise as well as inclusivity wise um sure so i mean so everything that i've ever every review i've seen every like youtube makeup person that i've seen talk about this uh, talk about her specific foundations and think like the coverage is great. It blends in with the skin really nicely. It looks good. Do you know who provides the makeup? Like what company is working with her on this? I have no idea, but it's it's her line. It's so it's like it's not like CoverGirl's working with her or Mac is working with her. This is her stuff. Where does she source her stuff from? I don't know, but I know it's in Sephora. I saw it in Sephora. Okay. So like I could get it. I could get it at a store interesting yeah good for her yeah and and i'm just as i don't like i'm not wearing any makeup right now i haven't really worn a lot of makeup to begin with and i don't but when i do i would rather support a rihanna before i support a kylie jenner or kim kardashian sure Um, she's amazing did she ever get that money I mean, I'm sure she's getting money. What specific money are you talking about? Uh, she said some bitch better have my money. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> I don't know who she's referring to, um, but I, it sounds like she really wanted it. Right, and I think she got it, and that's why she was able to maybe do this beauty line. Okay. You know, I'm sure that's what it's it was. It's a lesson to all of us to make sure to collect on your debts and make sure to loan out <laughs> wisely to friends. You were like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> Did she have a... To, did you get that money yet? You're so stupid. Her umbrella broke too. It all worked out. Good job, Rihanna. Anyway, so let's move on. So yes. Ray Lewis is an idiot. Tell me why. Why can't that just be enough? I don't want to agree or disagree. <laughs> I just want to hear the facts. Okay, so Ray Lewis. Um, so as we all I know. Think it's as we all know, I knew that was going to happen when I switched over to the tab that I wanted. Um, as we all know, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Still doesn't have a job. It's uh, ridiculous. It's so stupid. This guy has an arm like a cannon. Still doesn't. And legs like a cheetah. <laughs> Where the hell? Right. Like, and no, like, whatever. And not even as a backup quarterback. Everyone's stupid. Whatever. So, again, we can have a segment on our cast specifically for... The Colin Kaepernick watch? Yeah, like, is this happening? It's like the Kyrie watch. <laughs> you Are know? we... Is it happening? No, oh, it still didn't happen. <laughs> is, it <happening? laughs> is it? No, no updates here, folks. Still doesn't have a job. Uh... So, anyway, 
What did Ray, Ray say? So Ray Lewis, you know how he works in the front office of the Ravens. And he there does. was at one point, we talked about even the cast, like the Ravens were considering Colin as their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so according to Ray Lewis, um, he said, so uh, Biscotti, Bis, is that his name? Biscotti, right? That's the biscuit. Bis, no, whatever. One of the front office dudes uh, tweeted, pray for us, when they were still kind of deciding um, if Colin was going to be on the team or not. Um, Pray for us? That's what he tweeted. What does that mean? As they were trying to weigh in the decision. I don't know what that really means. Pray for us because we don't know what we're going to decide. Again, there's no context, right? Like, when you just tweet something like that out there, Uh you could read it a lot of ways. Pray for us. Oh, we're about to, to possibly hire Colin Kaepernick and it's going to be all about race stuff so pray for us it could be something like that it could be like pray for us I hope this works out you know it could be so many things but you just said pray for us okay whatever so uh Colin Kaepernick's uh girlfriend Nessa who is a uh I believe a DJ here in New York City like a radio DJ okay um Nessa gorgeous girl really smart she also incredibly woke melanin she does have melanin okay i assumed yes so she when that when that tweet was posted Uh posted this this uh this twitter tweet um it was a target and it said at ray lewis and it is ray lewis hugging this guy who said pray for us for us which is another guy from the front office so white guy with a part in his hair right and and looks a little bit like rudy tomjanovich old coach of the rockets right so like he and ray lewis is like embracing him from behind and so she compared that to Very intimately kind of looks like one of those uh covers like a walk to remember but with ray lewis <laughs> and this guy i love how how much you've learned through this podcast <laughs> nicholas sparks did he put that photo <laughs> you're, together? So, you're so dumb that's cute <laughs> it, is, it is cute so she put that picture and then underneath this she put a picture from django unchanged which is Leonardo DiCaprio's character being carried and like lovingly by Samuel Jackson's character. Mm-hmm. And if you know the story of Django Unchanged, <gasps> oh, I just put it together. I don't know the story, but I just figured out what that is. What do you think it? Is? What do you think it is? He, uh, oh God, that hurts so bad. Um, what do you think oh, it is? Oh God, Samuel L. Jackson was the house slave. Yeah, and he was kind of loyal to the mean master, right. even though the other blacks and were did his bi- and kind of did his bidding. Yeah, and suffer- the black people of the field suffered underneath him, but yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was always very loyal to the master. And right, so right. Looks like the master's dying in that scene and right. Samuel is just crying his heart out because he misses the white master or like trying to save him or whatever yeah. that's it and so oh. when so Nessa posted this up being like because also Ray is Ray Lewis at the time also mentioned hey you know fix your you know fix your hair maybe right. and like all this other garbage so and Nessa was trying to make a point you're just you're just a mouthpiece for the white man at this point, right? Because that's what a bunch of NFL players, yeah. well, NFL teams are, right? A bunch of white men in the in the front office. So let's let's all like I know some ESPN people out there are saying, you know, Nessa shouldn't have done that. That's really disrespectful. No, it's called the truth. And so this cast is going to be a lot about truth, okay? And people not accepting it. Okay. So Nessa just put the truth out there. What she, you made, were, she made that post. She made that post. And so then Ray, um, recently, so she made this post. Uh-huh. She made this post on uh, August 2nd. 
of 2017. All right. And so Ray Lewis, um, a month later, essentially goes, you know, uh, we were going to close the deal to sign him, Lewis said, to a Showtime Insides on NFL. It was like an interview that he was doing. And Steve Biscotti, or Biscotti, or whatever his name is, The said, Rudy Tom Jonovich the, guy. Yeah, that, that guy said, I want to hear Colin Kaepernick speak to let me know what, if, what he wants to play. Like, they were ready to sign him, according to, according to Ray Lewis. Then he said, his girl goes out and puts out this racist gesture and doesn't know we were in the back office about to try to get this guy signed, Lewis said. Steve Bacotti said to himself, how can you crucify Ray Lewis? And Ray Lewis is the one calling for Colin Kaepernick. So Ray Lewis says he could have gotten this job if it weren't for his girlfriend posting this post. Wait a second. Is he saying... I have a lot of things to... Well, maybe I just have a couple things to ask. Mm -hmm. The Biscotti... Is saying Ray Lewis was the one calling for him to get hired. Is he saying that Ray was the only one advocating for him, and that Biscotti himself was not in favor of hiring Colin? Kaepernick? No, according before that, he's like he wants to hear. He wants to hear why, like if if Colin wants to play football, okay. all these like it seemed right. like he was on the on the ball. All right, but because your your girlfriend was very like plainly speaking to the truth of what Ray Lewis is. And it has been in the NFL, a mouthpiece for the white man in the NFL. He didn't get the job. So what is this really about? The girlfriend or the white supremacy that is incredibly existent in the NFL? What is it about? What do you think? I don't have enough context on what Ray Lewis's relationship has been with the Ravens. He's part of their front office. He's making money. Well, yeah, sure. But I would take that job and make money as well if my job were just to scout talent and put the best product on the field. Sure. But I don't know how much of that has to deal with him, uh, like, pandering to a white establishment. Because mm-hmm. um, he's so ingrained in that team. Sure. And the culture of it that I think it only... You couldn't not have Ray Lewis in your front office if he asked for a position. Um, I'm thinking if I were in that room... And someone put a message like that out there about me. I want to believe I would be a big enough man to look past that and say, I wonder what she's going to say when we call Colin and offer him the position. Right. Because I really don't care what her opinion is of me. Right. I want this guy on the team. Right. Because he brings us uh, not just... A player, but a temperament and a perspective that is important, and we want that. But Ray if, Lewis doesn't think that, though. Exactly. So if he is on the side of this is going to cause too much trouble for the talent that it would bring, so yeah, he's a good player, better than what I can find out there. But if you believe you can find talent that is as good, mm-hmm. if not better than him then I would pass on him if I feel like it's going to bring this much drama to blow back in my face. But from what we've seen in the NFL, we haven't seen talent that's better than Colin Kaepernick up to this point. So it leads me to believe you decided it was in your best interest, not the team's best interest or the the product of play, 
but your best interest to maintain your image to not have this guy around. Right. Which then continues to speak to what Nessa posted. I can't believe that he said that one thing in the first place about him cutting his hair. Yeah. Or like, and same thing that Michael Vick initially said right. about it. It's like, but I get it. Like, I understand why. Because if you're from the perspective of my entire career has been built around an I can do it attitude, mm-hmm. a team mentality first, and just being the best football player I can be, you may not have the language around how to talk about someone as complex and uh, what it what it uh, was it Thoreau who said like I am complex I contain multitudes mm-hmm. and if Colin Kaepernick is that guy who is not just uh, a pair of shoulder pads in a locker room but right. actually a guy with a world view has a mind yeah, yeah. a mind mm-hmm. and you want you're just like seeing this guy as Ray Lewis and you're thinking like dude, we're just trying to play football. Why don't you get out here and just get on this ball? Right. It's like, no, I'm I'm bigger than football. What I'm doing is, is about something bigger than football. And this is what I'm noticing a lot about sports recently, even more so than I have in the past, is that people are trying to make sports be sports and politics be politics. And the intersectionality of sports and politics has been a thing from since the beginning of time. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're just here to play football. Yeah, but you have this platform mm-hmm. and you have the things that are happening in the world affect football. It's affecting the families of players. Like, just recently, there was a football player who was, um, oh God, I forgot his name. And there was, there's a, a camera footage, like, um, like police camera footage mm-hmm. of him being arrested and almost getting killed because they thought he was like the robber or whatever. I forgot. And this happened mm-hmm. recently. This happened within weeks, you know? And this is, and I, I, I'm sad that I didn't even think to talk about it this week. But and like they were like, this could have been like this could have been one of our players. That mm-hmm. could have been you know any of the people. Let's name any of the people that have died unjustly on, on the hands of cops. Sure, you know. And so, but for me, I think yes, Ray Lewis is an, an, an idiot and is in the sunken place. If you think of like the it's the Game movie of Thrones reference, it's a it's a Get Out reference. Have you not seen that either? I still haven't seen it. I need you to see it. I've heard enough podcasts with Jordan Peele talk about it. That I feel like I've seen it. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I still need you to see it. Um, but beyond like, what I'm frustrated about, yeah, Ray Lewis has something stupid. Whatever. What the 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 commentary from people of color as well as. Like one person of color that I heard, but like mostly other other ESPN and Sports Center and like just sports commentators mm-hmm. are talking about how Nessa shouldn't have posted that that she cost her she cost her man a job, and I'm like, hold uh, on, guys. Okay, let's go down this hole. Like, keep going. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. because she posted something. When did we as women have that much power to just yeah. do that? When? Tell me more. You do. Here's why. When it's convenient for your white narrative. It is. It is. As a young St. Louis Rams fan that I was once in the day. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. They went back to L.A. That's fine. But there was a quarterback, now a Hall of Fame quarterback named Kurt Warner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Had an arm. Man. He was great. I loved Kurt. You know who else was with Kurt? Who was? 
his wife Brenda. Uh huh. And Brenda, <laughs> after a game on Sunday, would somehow be on the Monday broadcast uh, or taking statements from the media and uh-huh. say things about the coach. Yeah. Coach didn't use Kurt correctly. Right, coach right. didn't whatever. Coach Shoot, I would say that if I had a boo that was because yeah. I had lots of feelings. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, oh my god, what are, what ignorant ass thing you're gonna say? Right I now? know I'm treading into <laughs> hostile territory right now, you know but I'm in... gonna go in brave and just hope for the best. This uh, hearing from Brenda uh-huh. on Monday is annoying. Was the worst. It was like <laughs> Brenda. I'm gonna say this with all due respect. I need you to shut up. Well, I, mean, I felt that way about um, Aisha Curry, and be like, okay, Aisha, yeah, come like, on. sit down. But it's your was... job to support him. That's fine. Thousand percent. It's not my job to. I don't want to know how you support him. Just tell him that in private. That's I guess. Fine. But she was. This the thing is that like, her man doesn't have a job. Period, and so she's she's not speaking to, like the inter- the intricacies of like, the like how he's getting his job or whatever. She's talking about the bigger issue of the NFL. She called out the truth, and that was uncomfortable for. Her. Honestly, she. What happened is that she, she, she. You know, she treaded in the white, the, the white male fragility that is that exists, and it hurt people's feelings. It wasn't just that. It was uh, she attacked another person of color, and the white man too. Yeah, but that's an expected target to turn on publicly a black man who is so established as Ray Lewis. To say she's also she's done it to other people too. Okay, so maybe it's this. It's like uh, maybe she's so used to that fire that she puts out there that it's just like second nature. I think it was creative what she did. The photo. I think it was accurate. I don't. Uh, I thought it was accurate. I don't know how accurate it is. I just think it's an interesting perspective. I think to compare any black person to a slave narrative gets tricky in the 21st century. Sure. I think especially if you're a person of color talking about another person of color to compare them to a slave is problematic, especially if it's a, the intersectionality of race and sports where you have a guy who's a Hall of Fame linebacker who's now a front office exec who has to think in different perspectives. But I do agree that... All right, let's look at what she's looking at. She's saying, given what I know, if Ray is correct in saying we were in the back room deliberating on this, then I think it's poor judgment to prematurely cast judgment on Ray and say, why haven't they decided what the fate of my boyfriend is? No, but she didn't know that. That's, she assumed that he was cut already. Yeah. How did she assume that he was cut? Did anyone tell her and did he hear that he was cut? So according to like everything that happened, it was he um, like the Ravens were thinking about it. They weren't sure all these different things. Mm-hmm. Biscotti guy says, pray for us. So you have to also think Ray Lewis has had stupid ignorant shit about Kaepernick already. Yeah. Cut your hair. Right. You know, sure, all sure, these different sure. things. Yeah. Dumb. And then biscotti says pray for us and she's just like she reads in to pray for us right and go and post this up okay so here's what i'm gonna say what premature sure none it, of it us was, knew it was what a that trigger meant. it was a trigger why did you assume that pray for us meant he's cut 
Because that could have but been she did it, for us. She did it three days later, which I think was when they they decided not to. Okay, so is Ray Lewis lying? I, I guess. Is Ray Lewis saying we were in the back room deliberating when in actuality, three days later, it had already been decided? That's my question is, what did we know? When did we know it? But it, all, it also comes back down to this. The reason why he's not playing and Ray Lewis saying what he said is just proving that yeah. Kaepernick is a problem. Oh, yeah. Everyone's a coward. And we're too, we can't handle it. Oh, yeah. The whole NFL who hasn't hired him, who needs a thousand percent person, a is a coward. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think it's, it goes to this idea of our fan base is at a place where they can't handle dissonance. What, what, what fan base? Do you know what the, the ratings have tanked? Oh, yeah. No. Like, but here's the thing. Crazily? No. But if we start taking a stand as a league to start going against the... Let's look at the base of the NFL. I mean, just look at the people who are yeah. really supporting those teams. And the, the people who are diehard watching are not interested in a political message coming from a back or quarterback. And they want their sport to go down like a spoonful of sugar, just yeah. real sweet and easy. Yeah. And I want to see American flags, mm-hmm. jets, green want grass, to some country music. cheerleaders, and I want to see like some have some beer and just some food and enjoy the game and not have to think about the larger problems in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the league could make some kind of a stand, but you would lose a certain population. I think concern over that, I'm going to call it cowardly, but I think Ray Lewis and his company might call it business, just smart business. And that makes sense, too. It's the two sides of the same coin for me. Right. Cowardly equals business equals yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say it all I'm right just, i think I'm she's not gonna say it i will say that i think that colin kaepernick's sorry what is her name again nessa nessa i think that nessa's i don't want to keep referring to her as his her his yeah girlfriend. she's a person yeah nessa has uh every right and good intention in putting out what she put out there mm-hmm. because it's the 21st century and social media is what it is but the, the rules of the game have changed you can just send that and there's no consequence or repercussion but i think for her to send it when she sent it if we don't know for sure that he's been cut then i think that was premature but if we do know that he had been cut and she received word of that then ray lewis is telling falsehoods yeah again there's more to this but i think when when you start blaming the girlfriend for the reason why oh it's his ego then it no that's what he said he said it's because his girl did this yeah we didn't and it's just like well no he's he's putting the blame on the girl and really the blame is on him yeah yeah you you not having (laughs) you not if you're not big enough to handle someone calling you like that yeah coming for you like that yeah you're soft man it's not even just it's you're fragile as f man yeah fragile af come on dude yeah but i still i'm like yes nessa stand for your man in this sense stand for your man but yeah good for her i hope colin uh appreciates what she tried to do for him yeah um but yeah so more truth telling have you heard about what happened to jameel hill my Jameel Hill? Yeah. I like her. She's lovely. What, what happened to her? So, for those of you who don't know, Jameel Hill and Michael Smith 
Is yeah. That? yeah, it's both of them, right? Yeah. His and uh, hers. His and hers. Um, they do a show on ESPN around 6 o'clock just about every day, uh, kind of recapping sports life. So not just like mm-hmm. football, uh, basketball, yeah. like everything. All I like the things. them. Uh, they're good peeps. Um, she, on September 11th, which is, you know, a, a really tough day for America, um, responded to a tweet from The Hill, which is a some some journalistic magazine out there. Uh, and the tweet was a picture of Kid Rock. And Kid Rock, and the tweet goes, Kid, Kid Rock accuses media of labeling him a racist, says he loves black people in letter teasing Senate bill. That was the tweet that she saw. She responded to that tweet and says, he loves black people so much that he pandered to racists by using a flag that unquestionably stands for dehumanizing black people. Wait, he's using a Confederate flag? Yeah, he, I mean, Kid Rock does in some of his stuff, but specifically, he? he's talking, you know, the, so Jamil responded to that tweet from, from The Hill saying he loves black people so much, because you know how he's like, I love black right, people so quotes. much, you know, that he pandered to racists by using a flag that unquestionably stands for dehumanizing black people, specifically right. the American flag that has dehumanized the black bodies for many years. Wait, slavery. the American flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then she re- then she replied to that and said, Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has lar- who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. That's oh, all she it- went in. Yeah. So she just stated um, some facts, in my opinion. Well, okay. I was going to say, in your opinion. In my opinion, she stated some facts or, you know. She stated an opinion that we, a lot of us share. Yes. That a lot of us think are facts. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That a lot of us think. I'm going to challenge you on this. (laughs) I know you are. Go ahead. But these are facts. Go ahead. So she put it out there. Go ahead. And so, so so she got a lot of. Just to be clear. uh Uh-huh. We're talking about her reaction to. Kid Rock's use of the United States flag, so or that's not even the, the Confederate tweet. Flag. So the United States flag, okay. But that's not the tweet that is causing the controversy. It's the second tweet, which right. is that Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. And so, so anyway, she she says this, and then ESPN sends a tweet out to the world and says. We reprimanded Jamil. She should not have said that. Blah, 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 blah. Essentially, that's what they say. Because people are like, like ESPN is being political. Like, they're blah, blah, all these different... I didn't tune in to watch the liberal news media tell me about touchdowns and 3 Right, right, right. Essentially that. This is where I come for sports. Right. Not crossfire. And so ESPN kind of heard that and was like, We've reprimanded her. Yeah. Like, you know, right. we're doing what we need to do. Okay. Um, it got so much to the point where uh, someone was uh, in the White House uh, press room. Uh-huh. Uh, someone talked to uh, uh, really? Sarah Huckabee Sanders right. uh, and said, you know, t- talked about this tweet. Oh, wow. And Sarah goes, I don't think he's, I, they basically was asking, like, what, what does Donald Trump think about this? What does 45 think about this? And she goes, I don't think he's heard anything about this but i think 
um, those claims are outrageous and th that is a fireable offense, that ESPN has a fireable offense to fire her. And so the White House has called for her firing, essentially. Okay. And so right. ESPN puts this out there being like, we've reprimanded her, she's apologized, so on and so forth. Then my girl Jamil, Jamil Hill goes, I fucking love her. Roll in. She Go goes, uh, oh shoot, where'd it go? Hold on one second. Did I'm, I lose I'm it? imagining her in a black leather jacket, all black, everything with a black beret. Right. I, I mean, when I saw the tweet, I was like, yes, my queen. Yes. So she goes, so to address the elephant in the room, dot, 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 hashtag facts. So this is what I'm talking this about. This is a tweet? This is a tweet. All right. Then this is a picture and it's a, and it's a picture of her statement. My comments on Twitter express my personal beliefs. My regret is that my comments and the public way I made them painted ESPN in an unfair light. My respect for the company and my colleagues remain unconditional. Okay. So I was like, okay, I don't love it, but I was like, all right, I thought you were going to go like read somebody, but she specifically said hashtag facts, so which made me think like, no, I still no, this is... I still stand with what I said. Right. And by the way, I'm not I'm not, de I'm not deleting my tweet. I'm not taking that back. No, it's the tweet is still there. I should be deleting it, but I'm keeping at it, it there. You print can keep it, on, frame it. Frame it. Do what you got to do with it. It's still there. Yeah. So then I was like, cool. It's all it's all good. Um one of the things that happened and it happened within hours of us starting our cast. Mhm. Mm so I've been hearing all these things and uh, and you know, people people wanted her to get fired and ESPN's like, no. But then we found out today that ESPN tried to kick Jameel Hill off the air on Wednesday, so yesterday, um, and replace her with another black host with Michael Smith. There's going to be another female black host with Michael Smith. Michael Smith's like, I'm not going on yes, air. Yes, Michael Smith. <laughs> Michael Smith's like, yes. I'm sorry, boo. I'm not going on yes. air. That's my partner, and I'm going on air with her. If you want yes. both of us, we both go on air. So then they're like, that's okay. We got other black folks and other, you know, people of color that we could ask. So then they go and ask two other people of color. Hold on, I'm trying to get their names. Oh boy. Uh this story can go real sideways. Oh shoot, what are their names? Stephen A. Smith. No, it is not He's Stephen like, A. Smith. This moribund <laughs> franchise would sooner. So okay, so how are two sources familiar with the situation? Um, you know, told us. So ESPN originally tried to kick, keep Hill off the air on Wednesday evening, but Smith refused to do the show without her. Right. And then, and both sources said that producers reached out to two other black ESPNOs, Michael Eaves and L. Duncan, to ask them to serve as fill-ins for the show. Those are two men? Uh, no, I think L. is a woman. Okay. So two black, you know. Okay. Male, female. But Eaves and Duncan did not agree to take the place of Hill and Smith. You can go kick rocks. Yeah, they're like... Nah, I'm I'm good. Nah, we're not breaking union line. No, <laughs> and faced with the possibility of having to replace Hill and Smith with white co-hosts, <gasps> ESPN then called Hill and asked her to come back to do the show. Yeah, you damn right you did. So I was just so in that moment, I'm just gonna do my dope person of the week. Fuck is all yes. four of them. Listen, all you four of take them. the crown this week. That is all gold. That is. I don't even have a dope. At, at this point, scratch all my dope people. Right? Because that is shout out to Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Michael Eaves. Yes. Al Duncan. 
and of course, and of course, the person who started it all, Jameel Hill. Listen, Jameel Hill uh, calls out a situation. No one is saying that Donald Trump thinks he is a white supremacist. He doesn't think he's a bad person. No. No one thinks they themselves are a bad person. Nope. I think I'm an amazing singer. I <laughs> am pitch perfect damn near all the time. Right. Except when You I know tell- me well enough to know I'm probably not self-aware when it comes to that. The fuck you do got, I know about you, pitch? You've gotten better. I've been really proud of you getting better. Thank but, you for saying that. I appreciate that. But it's not where it needs to be. <laughs> okay? I am not a singer. You're even not. though I may think I am. So right. whether you think someone is or is not a white supremacist mm-hmm. may not be in congruence with the facts. Right. So if this person thinks there's blame on both sides. <laughs> this, person, this, this this barbecue chip. This person's like, they're peacefully protesting when you hear people chanting, Jews will not replace us. Right. <laughs> right. Hear this person uh, just talk about Black people, like, they are votes for him to pocket. Right. But actually doesn't give two shits about the black community with any policy. No. When (laughs) your healthcare policy would take healthcare away from millions of people of color, including a lot of Asian Americans who benefited Mm -hmm. from Obamacare. Yep. When you really don't give a damn Mm -hmm. about anyone else but yourself and your white as saltine crackers cabinet. Right. Can we Can get we some? Say it again. Frickin', okay. Say it again. And if you want to come at me and say, no, but look at this person of color and this, go ahead and count them on one hand. You go ahead and do that. Yeah. In a cabinet of 60 people, you're going to show me anyone. Rick Perry, who the hell? He He's in a corner, doesn't know what he's doing. How did it. you hire? There <laughs> wasn't a qualified person of color to run energy. Mm-hmm. You had to go get. Frickin' Rick, I don't know what branch of government I work in, Perry. Right. Or or what about HUD? Thank you. HUD with the frick... Okay, so you brought in a a guy who technically is a doctor. A surgeon. But... World-class surgeon. The jury's still out on whether this guy knows (laughs) which room he's supposed to walk into when. Because if you just look at that video of him at... God, I... The so bad. <laughs> idiocracy of it all. So, yes, Sarah, it's your job, and I have no fault with Sarah Huckabee Sanders to say, hey, that's false. The president, that's her job to protect her the president. Her job is to spin. That's, that's exactly what you're supposed to do, and go for it. And Every I, press secretary, that has been their job. You need to spin. Right, but when we talk to the mooch, since he's been out, yeah. hey, mooch, what do you think about his handling of Char- Charlottesville? Mooch was very open in saying, I thought he should have done a quicker reaction to that Mm -hmm. and i think uh it was a misstep on him not coming out and declaring against yeah and it was what did you did you notice the white supremacy in the white house and i thought this was a very good point from someone who had been in the white house uh intimately for 10 days (laughs) 10 solid days wasn't it less than 10 days though it was nine days (laughs) 10 hours (laughs) Five 45 minutes and five seconds. And, five seconds. <laughs> he started, and he said, I wasn't, I didn't notice mm-hmm. 
any uh it wasn't that i saw people engaging in and uh supporting white supremacy i couldn't handle the continued tolerance mm. of it so and toler- you there's there's like what is the saying it goes like uh he who stands by and does nothing mm-hmm. is something like guilty or complicit as shit. oh yes <laughs> that's a that's definitely the alex alex way of saying it yes <laughs> that's that's how it goes um yeah, I mean, to me, what I found so incredible about this story is the fact that, you know, this is an opportunity where, like, I've seen in my, in my time, either in the workplace or in life, where sometimes people of color will take advantage of opportunities for them to have the limelight or whatever else it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see three people of color who could have gotten, you know, their their star by replacing you know jameel hill at the at, at this moment didn't and they were like nah we're gonna do the right thing and stand by our sister we're gonna stand by our colleague stand by someone that we trust stand by this this upstanding journalist in the sports world so um they went on they went on on wednesday and uh they did their intros and went went right into uh to business, which I thought was freaking amazing. So. I, I agree with you. I just want to point out something. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, as of today, yes, forty-five signed a. I want to call this a resolution. Mm-hmm. He signed an. You know how he's really good at signing stuff. Yeah. You just bring him stuff to sign. Yeah, he loves it. He Denny, loves the cameras. Denny's placemats. <laughs> IHOP coloring placemats. Um, he, he'll sign anything. Just put the paper in front of him. This is a really good pen. It's a great pen, right? You love this pen, right? It's an amazing pen. Um, he signed a resolution condemning white supremacy today. What? Yeah. Hours after... What's the catch? This is being return, uh, reported by CNN Politics. Uh, hours after he returned to rhetoric equating violence from white supremacists with those protesting them, the White House said, you heard that, the White House said Thursday that President Donald Trump signed a resolution condemning white supremacy. So the White House said, oh, he's not a white supremacist. He signed a piece of paper condemning white supremacy. That's great. I signed a piece of paper saying um, I will no longer like pass gas for the rest of my <laughs> life. So that's going to happen. By the way, we talked about gas so much, just me and you personally, a lot today. I've been good on my vegan diet. In the White House statement, Trump said he opposed bigotry in all forms, no matter the color of our skin or our our ethnic heritage. We all live under the same laws. We all salute the same great flag. And we we are all made by the same almighty God. Oh, God. Listen. Take you know my God's what? name out of it, man. You know what? There there are people who will hear that and think, what else do you want the man to say? That's good enough. He covered all the bases. Check, check, check. And there are some of us where until I, until I see someone who can convince me right. by their actions, not by their words. Right. I don't your, know, man. Your words need to match with your actions. I just and I'm just glad it. that... Michael Smith, uh, Michael Eaves, and L. Duncan 
their actions spoke louder than any words from anybody. Thank man, Michael Smith. What I appreciate you before just for your style of dress and the J's you would wear <laughs> that you like low key see underneath the broadcast desk. Yeah. Uh, but now, man, ride or die. Like Where, le- my level of respect for all four of them is like beyond. I can see it too because you can see in the cast. Uh, in the cast, mm-hmm. in the show, where the two of them are so supportive of one another, yeah. even though they always take sure. opposing. They're supposed Absolutely. to be like devil's advocate all the time. Um, That's. I mean, it would be, you could, It would not be interesting if they didn't disagree. You, you could tell that friendship is real, yeah. and so I'm glad to hear that Michael was so much. If you want one of us, you're gonna have to take both of us. Yeah. I just uh, like reading that today before you walked in. For, to record the cast, I was like, "This is this is my dope. These are my dope people." I love there's, <laughs> there's literally, I can't even think. Like nobody, everybody, shut up. Can I also say, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little surprised that it was. All right, if you're not gonna take us, go find another couple black people. Okay, other couple black people, you want to come on? Like, nope. <laughs> and it's like, uh, other well. Well, that's it. That's that all. we have no other. We have no other. Damn it! <laughs> Shoot, white people. We can't do white people. This would screw everything up. This would make us look really bad. Oh my god! ESPN. Uh, it was so good. Well, made that, me happy. That network. All right, get it together. <laughs> the Scott Van Pelt comes. In. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith tries to come in and just yells at everybody because they can't do that. That mess up the show. <laughs> You had the audacity. <laughs> that was good. That audacity, that the enunciation, that was good. The temerity. <laughs> the unmitigated gall. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, good job. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on the, on the dabbling section? Oh, was that the dabbling? That was all it? dabs. No, that was, I feel... Don't you feel good just knowing that? I feel whole, happy, and everything else that, that good that, that's good to hear all right let's move, let's let's all keep right. it moving yeah all right let's get into the dribbling section we talked a lot about sports today yeah it seems but, to be the same but sports and politics inter- intersect often yeah and i haven't heard enough like new technology stuff happening so that needs to pick up a little bit what new technology stuff no i'm saying i haven't heard anything recently you remember the time we talked about google right, like, right. glass or whatever did you not know about the new iphones that came out no the new iphones with the uh hang on we're treading in dangerous territory here we're but the, the face da- recognition group. and stuff oh no no i heard about the face recognition right um but there's two new iphones there's iphone 8 8 plus and then the iphone x for the 10th anniversary what yeah there's an iphone x yeah it's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, um, but let's go into dribbling. All right. There's a lot of things happening in in the world of, of basketball. Um, big news. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are retiring Kobe's jerseys. That's right. Jerseys, double. There's, it's plural. He's the first plural retiree. I know. Eight and twenty-four. Dude. Who Dude. else? I mean, he deserves it. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard that. I was just like, yeah, I'm not even surprised by that. Like, that, cool. Yeah. I mean. That sounds great. How would you retire just one of them? How would you choose? How? How? I don't Wh- even what, know what you Which would... one would you choose? I... Which one would you choose first? If the I first had, one? If I had to choose one. 
24. I think I would choose number eight. Really? Why yeah. eight? He had one more championship, and he has slightly, if you split him down the middle, eight and 24, Kobe, uh-huh. he has slightly more points on the, I mean, like, strategically. Was it eight his, he ended off with eight? He ended with 24. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, he, uh, he's but, younger, so of course 18, he had more points. He had, well, not necessarily, but he, he had more points, and, uh. A little better on the stat line, but the way that he chose to switch from eight to twenty-four, mm-hmm. the timing of it—I mean, he didn't know how long he was going to play. Right. But it just turns out that it was twenty years, but whatever. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much straight down the middle. Like yeah. both sides had equally the same amount of points and, and everything else, except for one more title on the eight side. But the eight side was him with. Uh, Shaq and those Lakers and right. that three-peat and f- it was amazing yeah, yeah that was a good time mm-hmm. I was just like excited to see I don't know I, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of like thicker dad bod Kobe yeah I like uh, that too uh, but apparently he's back in the gym and stuff I'm like ugh yeah I saw that and I was like okay fine whatever um, it's inspiring I mean do you man It's like I'm not even playing games anymore I just work out Because I'm Kobe Bryant Yeah It's a lifestyle choice Yeah And, and that's good too Like mm-hmm. be healthy and stuff You know yeah. Your like body that. body changes stuff But congrats to Kobe For 824 being retired He's gonna get a statue before Kareem That's just gonna happen Kareem should be salty as hell He should be <laughs> You have been passed over so many I'm times like, I really truly want to like Genie Bus, if you want to come to the cast and like talk to us about why he doesn't have a statue he's, at the Staples Center, I mean, I'm, I'm just so curious. He's only the leading NBA scorer of all time by about four thousand points. I just, it's it's kind of, and he's still alive. We just don't know for how much longer. The, Can y'all just get on it? Disrespect. But I think he's he's so like he's he'll go to everything. He went to Shaq's. You know, Shaq, uh, Shaq statue reveal and it's so messed up. It is, but like, he he has to be incredibly secure. No, he's not. He he talks about it. No, I know, but like to show up to those things, you have to you have some sort of security in who you are. No, I feel like he's just at the mercy of whoever will. I, I feel sad because he doesn't do commentating. Right, he, he's he'll not be a guest every yeah, now and then. Every now and then, but then. he doesn't have the skills in commentating to mm-hmm. necessarily do that. And uh, not an entrepreneur yeah. in the way that uh, Michael a, or Kobe. He's just a sick ball player. Just an amazing basketball player. And yeah. he's not a coach. Yeah. Doesn't do a lot of front. I don't know if he does any front office stuff. I don't think so either. So I think people just in terms of temperament always saw him as this dominant force. But in terms of who you want to be around, not the guy. And that feels sad for me because think about the person you know who's at the office or at the school or whatever right. who just doesn't have a lot of friends. To me, Kareem mm-hmm. feels like that guy. Aww. Magic, Kobe, uh, yeah, they Shaq. Have, they have all this personality. And yeah, all they this, got us, even if, all this other stuff. Even if you don't yeah. like Kobe, Kobe's unapod, um, unapologetically like, you don't like me, I really don't care. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, when you look at him compared to the Laker greats, I heard someone mention Laker greats the other day uh-huh. and say Derek Fisher. What? Like, I feel... Disrespected. Disrespect. I mean, he was great and all, but the he greats... He wasn't great. He wasn't great. 
He was good. He showed. Yeah, he, he, was he fine. showed up on the threes when we needed him. Yeah. When they well, not we. Yeah. We, they needed him. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, but that Kobe's, is stupid. Kobe's gonna get his statue. They might have to make two statues because it's because it's gonna numbers. be eight and twenty four. <laughs> Kareem's like, you this you build him up. two statues. Seriously. All right. Two. Really? No, if they build a statue, though, I think they should do 24. Yeah, because that's how we ended. Yeah, just retire 8 and 24, but the statue gets 24. Yeah. And he said, back in the... Do you remember why he said he chose 24? Because he was one better than 23. Nah, he wasn't that bold. We all know that's why. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. Of course, but the explanation... And 23 being Michael Jordan, but anyway. Yeah, but the actual answer he gave was, I'm three times the player I was when I first started. Okay. That's a good political line. You That's, might want to run for office. I mean, he's he, he, he is incredibly smart. Yes. Like it's he he's always been it. that way. Yeah. And it's a good spin answer. Yeah. He's, he's when we all know you just wanted to be better than Mike. Yeah, clearly. And so, what's being better than Mike by being just one more number higher than his number? I would say Kobe and Andre Iguodala are probably the two most intelligent basketball players I've ever seen. Really? In the league, yeah. Andre? Yo, yeah. What makes you say Andre? If you... Andre Gudala is from the Golden State Warriors. Friends. Yeah, currently. Yeah. If you listen to... So the Warriors got a new patch. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. With a Ritoku? Yeah, I, I... A Japanese company. Yeah. Do some investments. And... I uh, still don't like it, but whatever. <laughs> It's fine. It's just this red dot in the corner, and they got twenty million dollars from it, which actually seems lower than that I thought. That seems it was super be. low. It over three years, so you get sixty mil, twenty mil a year. I'm like, that still seems low. I feel like that number should be around three hundred million, especially because they're the Golden State Warriors. But and anyhow. so they're twice what the Cavs got. The Cavs got ten mil. You got ten mil for that patch. That's it? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. All right. Well, 10 mil goes a long way. I'm sure it goes toward concession and whatever. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, but Andre talks about it. And his response to the reporters about the patch was so, it was timely because he made reference to like his contract signing. Mm. But he did it in such an eloquent way and drew on several references huh. and it was like it was just a, a very artfully constructed statement mm -hmm. with humor and poise and all this and i was like man he's known for that though right if you see his interviews andre gives really good interviews so he's I'll very have to sharp. check out i've never really very I've, sharp. i think the only times i've ever seen him do interviews is like post game like just mm -hmm. like right after mm -hmm. he's very wise huh i could see that yeah, and I mean then, he's gonna, he's gonna retire there. Like he's gonna retire. Oh yeah, the Golden State sure. Warriors. Like through like, another three or four years, will be done. They're not gonna break that team up. No. Again, as as we mentioned several times, the NBA is the NBA is gonna be hella boring. This year? Oh yeah, for because the, of the for Warriors. the foreseeable future. I think it will be less boring this year because of some of the trades that happen. Are you talking about mm. Kyrie? Yeah, and others. I mean, just I feel like. The offseason was eventful enough that mm -hmm. we're going to see some different chemistry matchups this year. So I want to see, I mean, heck, Isaiah Thomas and the team in Cleveland with LeBron. Yeah. I want to see what that looks like. Oh, I, that team chemistry is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. This could be horrible. Or it could, or be, it could amazing. be amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be one of the extremes. Mm hmm I don't know if there could be an in-between for them at all. Like, if everyone commits, 
this could be an incredible Cavaliers team. Right. But if people are wishy-washy mm-hmm. and still trying to figure each other out, right. it's going to be disastrous. So Wrigley's being really... I'm still here, buddy. Oh, Wrigley's like staring deep into my eyes right now, guys. That's an intimate moment. Yeah. I All love right. you. Okay, anyway. But speaking of like trades and stuff and things that are happening mm-hmm. that are going to be interesting. So this week, actually, this past Monday, mm-hmm. the 10th, no, the 11th, um, Mellow, CP3, CP, why did I say CPR? <laughs> CP3. <laughs> Sorry, I worked on CPR instead of CP3. Uh, CP3 and Harden uh-huh. had a pickup game. In New York City this in this week, uh huh, and uh, you know people have been Melo's been on the trade rumors for a minute now. Like it's been like all summer. We'll call it four years. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Phil Jackson got to town, basically. <laughs> yep, just that sounds about right. Uh, that that feels good. Um, and people have been like, "Oh, is he coming to the Rockets?" Because, you know, there was a, po- a point where the Rockets and the New York Knicks were mm-hmm. possibly talking, but it never really panned out. Um, but, and of course, Westbrook was also there because it was also New York Fashion Week. So all of them were just here. And Westbrook has been actually going around, which I've loved, like the morning shows and the late night mm-hmm. shows, yeah. talking about his book. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I love it so much. He looks adorable. He is st- his style is fly as hell. I could never pull it off, and he and he um, he att- he like gives credit to his style, his style icon as his mom, because mom's like his mom is the person who like even when they didn't have anything, she always made sure we looked good, um, which I was like, oh, hey, sweet, mama. and she always looked good. But anyway, nice. but people have been talking about like Mellow CP3 and Harden playing ball, and people there's videos of them, you know, doing yeah, the I game, saw right? the vids. What you what do you think about them? Listen. Um... There are a lot more guys playing in that game than just those three. We chose to make it about those oh, three. Oh, no, 1,000%. Of course, Westbrook was there. No one was talking about Shumpert, that. Shumpert. Yeah. Ennis Cantor was there. Yeah. You got some... Uh, Devin Ham was there. Wrigley, stop. Dude, you're going to kill that toy. Please stop the violence. <laughs> um, there was a, a lot of guys in the photo yeah, that absolutely. we would recognize. But... Uh, oh, yeah. Oladipo was in there. Yeah. I was like... He just got traded from Oklahoma's. It's tough for Westbrook to yeah. like play with. It's I don't know. Yeah. But everyone in that game that I saw from the videos looked like they were going at about because training camps sure. starting and people are going to have the season soon. So guys are going at like eighty percent. Right. They're not going full speed. Not contact. They don't right. really want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Except Westbrook goes in every now and then a little harder than he needs to. He was to. Westbrooking? He was Westbrooking to the, <laughs> to the nth degree. And I'm like, you're the only one who's not on chill. What? Get <laughs> it? And, and the rumor has been that Westbrook has gotten better this summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... He pulled a curry. How? how? Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, this is going to be... Is I mean, is the it's Thunder going to give a run for Golden State's money? I hope they do. It would be... God, I would love to have someone just knock them off. Ugh. But I don't think there's anything to it. Do you? I mean, do you... They got to play together for a pickup game. Right. It's friends doing a pickup game. Like, right. it's not... It, I, I shouldn't read anything into it. But, you know... Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow, which just, I love. Yeah, Hoodie Mellow. Do you want to explain week. what Hoodie Mellow is? Mellow wears a lot of hoods. 
when he plays basketball. Recently, specifically recently. this summer. He just wears a, a it's head. It's a black hoodie. It's a black hoodie with, like, he'll probably put on some kind of head wrap thing that looks like under on his scalp, and then he'll put the hoodie up. Right. So it's just like he's got all these layers, plus he's got stockings on. The only thing that's exposed is his, or his arms. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. No, it's hoodie mellow. <laughs> yeah. This is your right. average. It's. It's run of the mill, <laughs> run of the mill hoodie mellow, and uh, he looks good in it. And I saw some pictures of him at Fashion Week, mm-hmm. also wearing a hood. Um, it's just this thing. I now. wonder what, like, what does that mean? Something? It means that his soul is slowly being crushed in the shadows of the Knicks organization, mm-hmm. and so the hood represents his oppression. I. So I recently sent something to you on Instagram that I think was it either I think it was Bleacher Report posted um, that. Um, here, let me just bring it up. Yeah, it was Bleacher Report um, that only NBA players to average at least twenty points oh, yeah. per game I every year, every year of their career. Yeah. You would think Absolutely. LeBron James makes sense, Katie sure, Michael Jordan duh, mm-hmm. Mello, Carmelo Anthony. That does not. That's not news to me. No, but I know it's not news to me, but I forget. I, I forget about Carmelo Carmelo Anthony. Do you think he'll maintain that throughout his retirement, for, to the point that he retires? Oh, I was just like he won't be playing if he's retired, buddy. Right. <laughs> like that's not how it works. I don't know. I I mean, hoodie mellow. Like it kind of makes me sad because I feel like he's sad. That yeah, black no, hoodie is just like a. He's like Cartman, or not Cartman. He's like Kenny on South Park. Yeah. He, <laughs> oh my God! Yes. He gets forgetting about, forgotten about, because he's got his hood up the whole time, and like and hiding. As long as I've known you, I've said Carmelo has bad juju. Someone put some bad juju on him, and he just has bad juju that has followed him since he's been in the Knicks. And I just feel because of that juju, I always forget. That he's so good. He's very good. He is kind of unguardable sometimes. Did you see the ESPN top 100 players rankings? Yes, I did. The hell. A lot of people had feelings about it, including people? including LeVar Ball, who had lots of conversations with Stephen A. Smith about it. But It's crap. Yeah. How's your son going to be ranked 63rd? Hasn't played a damn game. Right. And this, Carmelo Anthony, is one of only four no. players... Yeah, yeah, because it it was no. I think uh, Lavar was Lonzo was placed sixtieth, sixty third. Was this, and then what? And Carmelo sixty fourth. Oh, I thought it was the other. Okay, yeah, I thought it was sixty and sixty four. But anyway, there's only four players who've averaged twenty points again how? every how? year of their career, and, and you're gonna put Lonzo Ball ahead of this who dude who has never played in the NBA. Those metrics or whatever statistics it's they're stupid. using. Is dumb. Burn the whole thing down. Well, and the other thing, too, is if you... you so what LeVar, Lonzo Ball's father, said Agent was... Agent slash it's, father it's slash... Agent slash... Whatever. Kardashian dadager. That's really good. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean... Dadager. To, to get get your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And get, make your money. I mean, he's he's doing good things, too, and which is great. And, you know, I love seeing... His new... His, uh, Mel- Lamella. Lamella. <laughs> Lamella. Has Look. his own shoe. Yeah. Youngest yeah. ever to have his own shoe. Yep. As, again, they're, they're, put, they're cashing in on, a, like, a lot... They're betting on a lot of things. I hope they can cash again, in at the end of it. At the end of they're the doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, 
hopefully they follow through with what they're what they're claiming, right? And so Lavar goes, oh, it's you know Carmelo's just gonna get worse because he's getting older because that's what players do. And I'm like, uh, that's right though. It's not incorrect, absolutely not yeah. incorrect, but it's incredibly disrespectful too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just like <laughs> you don't like. There's things that I know to be true. But I don't say it out of my mouth because I'm like, this will be disrespectful to this person. This g- and I should not be disrespectful. I should just be a kind person and not be disrespectful. But LeVar Ball doesn't know how to do that. So yeah, that's not his thing. That's not his thing. But I just, like, I genuinely forget how good he is. And recently I was just going through some old mm-hmm. tape of mm-hmm. him and mm-hmm. of just, like, the way he oh, gets yeah. guarded and still, you know, buckets after buckets. I'm just oh, like, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's good. If you put him... On a Cleveland or a Houston yeah. next year, he's not going to average twenty. No, he doesn't need to. He won't have to, and he'll let that stat go. Right at the end of the day, I think that list of four will be a list of three. Yeah, it will definitely be the KD, LeBron, and Michael. Right on that list, Kobe would be on that list, but he had the first couple years of his career pretty like he had to develop into right. That. But he was 18 years old, so of course he had to yeah. develop. <laughs> but that's what's amazing about LeBron. He came straight in the league and said, I'm going to have 21 points this year. And yeah. from there, he just kept going. Yeah. And people look at him and say, some people, if I t- have this conversation of who do you think is going to be all-time greatest scorers in NBA history or whatever, mm-hmm. I always say, LeBron's going to pass Kobe. Yeah. He might pass Carl if he stays long enough to get second place. Right. But he'll definitely be at least third. Yeah. And people say... No, that's crap. He's not going to pass Kobe, whatever. I'm like... Have you seen this man? Have you looked at his stats? This dude averages 27 a game for his career. Now he's at the point where he can average 25. Right. That's fine. Right. But Dirk is sixth or whatever, fifth. Um, He's probably going to retire after this season. But Dirk never averaged more than 25 a game for it. Most of his career was like 22, 23. Right. But he never missed games. Mm -hmm. Carl Malone played for a long time. Only averaged like 25 to 28, depending on the year. And he never missed games. Mm -hmm. LeBron, similarly, only misses like four games a year. Right. On average. He doesn't have to... Like, Jordan was averaging 30. Right. Because Michael Jordan. Yeah, but Jordan also took... A few years off. Mm-hmm. Only played 13 seasons, really. Yeah. And LeBron's like, I'm going to play every season, and I'm only going to sit out like four to six games, and I only need 25 points. Yeah. It's, if you care, like, yeah. If that's, like, that's a lot of math that you have to think about. Yeah. <laughs> but LeBron, in his career, easily looked at it and said, the math is this. All I need to do is take care of my body, stay on the court. And he and is play. taking care of his body. Yo, you, th- those gram pictures he put... That's why Melo's not going to keep averaging 20 is because look who's breaking down. Melo, Wade, mm-hmm. Bosh. Like, those guys in the top elite of the 2003 yeah. class, they should be breaking down because they're in their early to mid-30s. Tw- mm-hmm. their, their bodies are not supposed to be able to do what LeBron's can do now because LeBron... Does not stop. He is a monster in the he's gym. Like, he's like a Kobe. You know how Kobe like is at, at the gym at 5 o'clock shooting, yeah. lifting, doing whatever he's got to do? 5 a.m. 5 a.m., yeah. yeah. Like early in the morning, taking mm-hmm. doing what he has to do. Mm-hmm. And just like, and now in the world of social media and Instagram and things like that, like LeBron's workouts are incredibly inspiring. Yeah. I'm like, his core is fire. Like, mm-hmm. Lord God Almighty. Yeah. 
he did this, uh, and I showed this video to you, and it's out there on the, on the gram, so y'all can check it out. But he's essentially on a, a, a huge medicine ball. Yeah. On his knees, uh, on the medicine ball, balancing. Wait, is he on a medicine ball or like a... a... A rubber. It's the rubber. Isn't it ball. called a medicine ball, though? The medicine ball is the one with the. The med- There's it's a me- heavier. There's a weighted medicine ball, and mm-hmm. there's like the non-weighted medicine ball. That's oh, the is balance. that how they're different? I think I think so. That was like a balancing ball. Well, you know what I'm talking about, though. It's, it's the like... thing that Dwight Schrute sat on in the episode of The Office. The gym popped the ball. Yes, exactly. There you go. Good that reference. Clarifies everything. Good reference, buddy. That was good. I appreciate. I always appreciate a good Office reference. That's okay. He's he is on it. He's he's sitting on it on his knees, like balancing, and he has, um, like weights on. He has the the kettlebells, two kettlebells yeah. that he's holding God. in a ninety degree angle uh, with his uh, with his arms above his head, and his trainer puts another set of those kettlebells on top of those kettlebells, and he's balancing it while just balancing it on his knees on this wobbly ball the best thing i can describe it as if you've ever read the cat in the hat yes i know exactly go keep on going the stacks yes. of dishes yes and fishes and things that he puts yes. on top of yes. one another with the help of thing one and thing two yeah it was pretty much that that's what he was doing and didn't drop it he's Balling out of control. I what he held that for a good many seconds. Yeah, until the longer than I would have. And I just like this is the kind of training you're doing with your body. You're gonna play until you're fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be stupid. He's got that Jerry Rice mindset in the same way that Jerry Rice played all those years, number one receiver in in yards and all that catches and everything. It's because of longevity. And you ask Jerry Rice, how'd you do that? He says. When people weren't warming up, effectively, I was. I was warming up. I was when people weren't taking the ice baths afterwards. I was taking the ice baths. Yeah. I was stretching and cooling down. I was doing my my workouts in the gym, the conditioning and all that, to make sure my body was primed and always in shape. I didn't get out of shape. Right. I didn't eat crappy food. Yeah. I stayed in peak performance. Well, I mean, it's like the Tom Brady effect. Like you know how Tom Brady eats like super clean and like. He lost a ton of weight because that's what Giselle Bundchen wanted to do. I don't know anything about that. So, yeah. So, Tom Brady, he's what, not in his 40s, right? I think he's 40. Yeah, I think he's 40 right now. Um, So, essentially, uh, he was saying, people were asking him, like, what is your, what's the secret for you being, like, one the best quarterback in the, like, in the league, probably in the game? I don't know about all that, but um, he's really... In the game? You're wondering if he's the best quarterback in the game. No, I just don't like cheaters, so I just I'm being bitter. Oh yeah, and the he's make very America, good. The Make America Great hat in his locker didn't right. also sit well with me, but yeah. that's but that's I a mean, different. I can topic. still I can still he's a good quarterback. Oh he's yeah, a great quarterback for sure. Um, begrudgingly so I am saying this. Um, but I think the other uh, the the piece that he was saying like I eat well, I ex- like I exercise, I. It's the eating well and putting good things in his body that is making him be like being sharper in his mind when it comes to reading the field and what he's doing with his body and what how how eating well has helped his body change and all these other wonderful things. So, um, but yeah, like LeBron is just he the he understands his body so much better than I've ever could imagine. And again, I only know this because of social media and what he puts out there, right? Like, I make fun of his like clearly like uncle dad like ways of 
jamming to the to the music while he's working out. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of corny, but it's him, and it's like very confident. It's very he's very confident, and Steph Curry can make fun of him all he wants. Can Steph Curry do that? What he, what LeBron did? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Steph, I challenge you to put that out there if you can. To have a dance off. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Steph shirtless. Really? Why not? I just He's feel not, like he... there'd be like like three hairs sticking out of his oh, chest. Oh my god! Like why did you have to? Why did you have to do, say it like that? I just feel like he reminds me of a very young man. <laughs> you reminds me of a very young man. <laughs> I just don't. I don't expect much. If I the just, shirt's off. You know, I I just love I I personally love a shirtless man. That that has good, a good physique. It's pleasing I was gonna to say, the eye. I was gonna say, not just any shirtless. I don't man. know what you think is under Steph's <laughs> shirt, but I, don't, I would like to. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm curious. He probably know. has three nipples. <laughs> that's why he's so good at shooting threes. <laughs> I bet you that's what it is. I bet you no one's seen him with his shirt off ever. I bet you if you Google that, you'll find nothing. Oh my god. <laughs> I kind of want to Google it now, but I'm afraid. What if you're right? Oh, I'm sure I'm right. <laughs> you're full of shit. Steph Curry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um, the only other thing that I had that I heard mm-hmm. that very much pissed me off was about Lonzo Ball. What is this? So Lonzo um, spoke out there, spoke out to the world, I think specifically on Twitter. Um Hold on. I, I said this to you, too, because... Man, he's... Because... It's like a rash. <laughs> Did you say Lonzo Ball is a rash? It's a little bit. Um, I don't even remember where it is. I It's a comfortable rash sometimes. You like to scratch it, because it's like, ah, yeah. Ew! It's kind of relieving, but it's still something it's you like don't you, want to have on are you. Are you like when you scratch your crotch or something like that? Yeah, similar. <laughs> he's like a good crotch scratch. <laughs> Oh, I hate us. Um, I can't find what it, what he said exactly, but basically, he said that like Nas wasn't a great rapper. Oh, you're talking about this asinine comment, yes, Lonzo. I'm sorry, I was thinking of Lavar. No, I'm talking about the kid. Yes, Lonzo said Nas is not real hip hop. Right, that's what he said. He said not real hip hop, and he said examples of real hip hop include Exhibit A, Future, Exhibit uh, the other guy who I've never heard of, and I wanted I think like Twenty One Savage, I think. I who the hell knows or cares? <laughs> so I decided right then and there that Lonzo Ball is perhaps ah, the dumbest person in this draft. <laughs> He might be, like, there are young people who say things, and then there are young people who say things. And it's like, Nas is not real hip-hop. What are you going to say? Run DMC? You're going to talk about KRS-One? Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about who? Like, they're not real hip <laughs> Like, come on, man. And he got read for filth by everybody. Thank God. Everybody was like, you son, idiot. son. Sit down. <laughs> like, God. just stay in your lane. You know what you're good at? Basketball. Just, just stay there. Don't, huh. don't comment on things. Just sit, sit in your lane. It's like you're so pretty. Just, 
just and he's not even that cute actually no he's not he's but, <laughs> did you hear sorry my bad everyone's i don't want to say anything <laughs> say but, it say so, it no it's not it's not, not nice, nice. No. but some people have made comments on social media that i think it's oh my god no he didn't so he's he didn't say 21 savage he said he said future and migos who's migos you know the song bad and bougie no you really do live under a rock. Listen, are you eighty years old? It's a very comfortable rock. <laughs> it's granite. I'm not even gonna wrap it. It's it's hard to. I just. He said Migos was okay. You have so your taste in music, sir, 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 sir. <laughs> your taste in music as highly questionable. Like I will say, Future and Migos's music is catchy. Okay. It's it's catchy, like cool beat, mm-hmm. something to get down to. Like it's it's a good time. Like if you heard it and me and you were out in the club, we would get down. It would be fun. Mm-hmm. Is there substance to it? No, absolutely not. It's Is like... there anything? When you think of hip hop, you think it's not just music. It's it's a movement. It's a culture. It's yeah. it does things more than just music, right? Like hip hop right. is a culture. And to say that Future and Migos embodies that is utter crap. This is like him saying, Michael Jackson is not real pop. Nope. Jason Derulo is real pop. Whoa! And Jason Derulo will very quickly be like, (laughs) (laughs) Jason Derulo. That was very good. Good job, buddy. Oh, thanks. That was good. I I just... I always want, I was saying this to someone today. I was like, you know, sometimes in the first 15 seconds of a song, I always wonder like, oh, I wonder who, who does this song? And Jason Derulo lets you know. always like <laughs> takes away the mystery. He's like, let me inform you. When you're doing, when you're doing like, when you're trying to say, guess, guess that tune, who sang it? You can be like, you can know. Because it's the first thing that comes up. Mm, Jason Derulo. It's like, okay. Um, but, like, Nas is, like, beyond just hip Like, he... Ugh. I can't... Like, that made me so angry that I wanted to punch him in the face. I, you could hear, as soon as that that comment was made on social media by him, mm-hmm. it's like you could hear fireworks or gunshots going off across all of New all York. Of, like, like what? borough <laughs> after borough. Because, like... Even if you're not... Like, even if you're, like, the Jay-Z Nas, like, mm-hmm. like whatever. Like, people have, like... Not a feud. It's it's like people who are like, no, I'm a Jay Z stan or I'm a yeah. Nas stan. I'm just like, I love both of them. They're they're lovely and they're great at what they do. But uh, it makes me wonder who else is on that list. It's it's like ratchet hip hop music right now, like who? the rap music right now. He's like, Nas is not real hip hop. Who else is on? The, are we talking? First of all, what's your definition of hip hop now? I need I need more clarification. Say more. Are you gonna say Jay Z? Are you going to say Biggie? Are you going to say Tupac? Mm-hmm. Are you going to list these icons, giants in the Who game? Who have actually influenced what you're hearing right now in hip-hop. It goes Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac, and Biggie. Andre from Outkast, Jada Corrupt, Nas, and then me. That's a quote from Eminem. He just listed off some... Those people... Uh, are legends in the game. If you are saying yeah. they're not, you're dumb. You you dumb. You, you dumb. Are not, dumb you as rocks. Are gonna. You better be a real good passer. <laughs> because 
Right now, I think very little of you. Um, but it's going to take time to mature. He's a young man who just got into the spotlight. And he's and now his dad quoted, is not helping. <laughs> he's probably said a lot of really intelligent things up to this point. But then, you know, hey, Magic Johnson is touting him as the next great Laker passer. Hey. People are comparing him to Steve Nash. Even though LeVar Ball is saying, what do you got to teach my son? <laughs> With oh, Steve, Nash, Steve Nash is old, slow, and white. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well. But fine. But, um. I think Lonzo's half white, so. Yeah. So, this guy, uh, Magic also took ownership of the fact that they were found responsible for tampering mm-hmm. with, uh, Paul George's free agency or whatever. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they got fined $500,000 by the league for tampering, quote-unquote. What what does that even mean? So, if you ask Magic, I don't know, and I would like to know the league's definition of sure. tampering, because I can't believe that this is true. Magic is saying they were fined because on Late Night Show with Jimmy Kimmel, Magic Johnson made some joking comments about Paul George free agency and how he wouldn't mind if he came to the Lakers that constituted tampering huh and uh all right I I guess I can see that because you're making rep there was a magic set there was a line we weren't supposed to cross we knew we weren't supposed to cross it and we did and Mm -hmm. I'll take responsibility as the president of basketball operations for that mistake because I was on Jimmy Kimmel and I crossed the line okay so there it is and so he's hey you know what lonzo can say whatever he wants about hip-hop because magic is out there making mistakes too we're all people and sometimes we're a little bit uh off track that's that's interesting i don't know man the laker organization it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year out there in la la land um i just realized something um so we, we earlier were talking about Colin Kaepernick and like the national anthem and all those different kinds of things. Um, but we didn't talk about like, we've talked about like what would happen if it happened in the NBA, like if someone was protesting mm-hmm. and Adam Silver um, had commented on potential na- national anthem protests in the NBA mm-hmm. and essentially he supported it. Yeah. Which, I think I heard that. Huh? I think I heard that. Yeah. Um, and I just... Was wanted to commend him for doing so. Yeah, no. Just wanted to put that out there. We're in a league where the the top down people get it. Get it, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, it's comforting. And Um, no one's no one's a coward. Right. Unlike certain leagues, but let's not get there. Let's not go there again. I'm just I (laughs) and, and so. The was the Lonzo Ball the last thing? Yeah, that was the last thing. That was trying to think if there's anything else happening. That was, the only thing I could they, think of was the Adam Silver thing because I was, I was, he said something like, I would, you yeah. know, encourage them because they are a whole person yeah. and, you know, if they have, guy. I'm just like, Adam Silver. A friend of ours actually met Adam Silver and didn't realize it was Adam Silver. I remember this. And I was like, well, I guess you wouldn't know unless you really, like, yeah. followed basketball as closely yeah. as I did, but yeah. He seems like a very genuine person. Yeah. Um, the, I feel like there was some uniform news recently. Besides the patches. I can't think of anything. Was it uh, um, the Timberwolves, the Miami Heat, the... Oh, the Charlotte Hornets. What about the Charlotte Hornets? Have a new retro 
uniform that looks just like the ones they had, almost just like the ones they had in the nineties. I think Same. you mentioned that before. Uh, no, they changed it to, it was more contemporary, the Hornets uniforms in uh-huh. general, but they just made another retro jersey that they can wear every now and then. Same font, same trim around the sleeves uh-huh. or the uh, the armholes. Yeah. Different cut. It has a modern cut okay. and a modern fabric, but the font and the trim very much harkens back to that and then they adopt the old school hornets logo just for that retro uniform instead of the more modern hornet which is a little more like sharp yeah, yeah this yeah. one's more rounded and cartoonish yeah so it's got which like i the, kind of liked i yeah. mean it's just more nostalgia for me it's got those big like mickey mouse white glove hands mm-hmm. on it you know so yeah i those, saw those and i thought that's a good move to go back that nostalgia that piece yeah they could use that yeah, they need something. They, yeah. Because <laughs> who else is in the East? <laughs> you got it. God. It's a, it's a sorry, it's a sorry conference, but they like are low person on the dough. Well, not not lower than the Bulls, but you know. I mean, yeah. It's, I still get sad about that, but whatever. It is what it is. Oh, one more thing. Uh-huh. Last thing I, I wanted to say. Congratulations to Tracy McGrady. <gasps> That's right. You are now a Hall of Famer uh, and the first Hall of Famer to uh, be drafted straight out of high school. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're Think right. About Think about that. Wow. He's the first one. T-Mac. T-Mac. Such a the great scorer. Player. He was a killer. Scorer. You asked Kobe Bryant who was the hardest person he had to guard. It's Tracy McGrady. It's Tracy McGrady. Can we go back to those days? I don't know. That was a honestly. You know why? You know why I say that? It's the nostalgia. It's nothing to even do with the game. That was such. It was a just a more innocent time. time. For, it was a more innocent time for me. Right. <laughs> for me personally, not yeah, necessarily no. for the not necessarily for the league. But. The game was in a state of disarray. Right, because no one knew what to do. <laughs> no. It was like Tracy. Are you the new Michael Jordan? No. Okay, Alan. Are you the new are, Michael Jordan? Who's the new no. Michael Jordan? Who's Somebody. Somebody be Michael Jordan. We need Space Jam too. <laughs> no, we, we don't. We need it. Yeah, th- they thought they did, and so they were like Vince Carter. He's the new. Nope. <laughs> no. And the and, and the man is still playing. Still playing, and that's an amazing. If there's anyone who is a testament to physical health, mm-hmm. spirit of the game, and just longevity because of love for the game, it's, it's Vince, Vince Carter. Carter. And he put his ego aside. He's like, wait. I'm not Vince Sanity anymore. Right. I'm not going to have the shoe deal anymore. I'm right. not a starter anymore. Right. I'm a journeyman, and you want me to come off the bench and take far less money? Mm-hmm. That's fine, it. because I really like playing basketball. No, you. when he plays, you know that he just loves the game. He really does. It is very, very authentically in him, which is very, uh, it's very refreshing to see, especially in this league. I find it to be very nice to see. You're seeing something in him... Iverson and McGrady. Yeah. Which is, I, in my lifetime, I know mm-hmm. this is not a first, but in my lifetime at least, it's a it's a first in the sense of we're inducting people who have no accolades except All Star games. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you. That was a, you know that was a dark NBA time. Yeah. Yikes. We had superstars with no actual achievements. Team wise, 
when you think of like championships. Yeah, they had scoring you're, you're, titles. Right. And they had all star appearances. Right. That was it. But no one. They didn't go deep in the playoffs except yeah. for Iverson that one year. Yes. That was but it. But Vince didn't make it to the finals. Yeah. Tracy never made it past the first round. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So. Wow. It's an interesting. And, you know, and they asked Tracy, you're the first high schooler to make it through this. And Tracy very humbly thought he didn't deserve to be there. His wife reminded him, like, yes, you do deserve to be yeah. here. And so he rightfully is a Hall of Famer. But uh, he said, I am only the first high schooler to be inducted because of the timing of how my career ended. Mm-hmm. But that's only because KG and Kobe retired later. Yeah. You know. So we know they're going. They're in. coming up next. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the, the Kobe thing, the normal protocol for retiring a jersey, at least with the Lakers, is we don't retire them until they go into the Hall of Fame. Right. Which is a five-year shelf life right. after the person retires. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to retire Kobe's jerseys now. Yeah, because... We feel like the chances of him getting in... It's pretty good. Fairly I think, high. I think it's high. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Really good. <laughs> uh, I yeah. think you know. I thought uh, he was. Uh, he was good. He was. Uh, he was good. He was above average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he seemed really smart. You know, uh, played in the league for uh, twenty years with the same team <laughs> for twenty years. That is hard to do. That is damn hard to do. There's not many people that can do that. The only people I can think of in our lifetime who've done that. Tim Duncan. Yes, him, Kobe, and Dirk. Yeah. The only three people. Yeah. That's wild times. Oh, you know who else? What? This is so ridiculous. Who? Udonis Haslam. Wait, who's that? Exactly. (laughs) Okay. How has this man been doing this? The power now coming off the bench. Power forward for the Miami Heat. Oh, that's why. I haven't seen the Miami Heat since, like, LeBron left. So. He was playing with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Wow. He's still playing with the Heat. All right. I'm going to hold on. Hold you're going to get some research I'm done gonna in do here? Some, my person of the week is. <laughs> that's not going to be your person of the week. I know. I just, Come on I just want to check this real quick. Um, Udonis Haslam. And he played his ball uh-huh. in Florida. I believe he played for University of Florida. Um he just liked Florida. Yeah, he never left that state. He has a tattoo of Florida on his body. Mm. Um, he was drafted from... Are you really not going to put that on this page? 2003 All-Rookie NBA Champ. I guess they don't tell you on this one page. Um, not on ESPN because they tried to kick Jamil off the air. Yeah. But I'm on basketballreference.com. <laughs> And Which so, is just as good. <laughs> yeah, but they're not telling me where he got drafted. That's fine. But what I do know is he has played uh, 14 seasons Wow. in the league, all with, with the, the Miami team. Heat. Wow. Yep. Man, that's wild. Good job. Anything else you want to add on the dribbling session before we go to our dope person or persons of the week? Nope. I'm ready. Let's talk about that. Let's get into it. Alright folks, we're in the final segment of the Dablin Dribblin cast, our dope person of the week. Sir Alex, 
Who's your dope person of the week? This week, I want to shout out a few people. Few people? So we got some peoples? Peoples. Uh-huh. Who are just trying to do some good in the world and help out where they can. So, uh, as you know, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma. Uh-huh. There's some really sucky hurricanes. Yeah. And global warming is a thing. She asked Al Gore. So it's <laughs> going around and people's homes and their lives are kind of being uprooted a little bit. Just a tad. Just a tad. Not everyone's being uh, imp- affected mm-hmm. by that. And for that, we're really thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're someone who's lost a lot in this process, you know, it's got to be kind of really tough for you at this time, you and your family to, you know, figure out how to pick up move on and and, you know begin life again so in that i just want to shout out the people who are trying to help out as far as uh, hurricane relief and fundraising so shout out to tim duncan raising money for u.s virgin islands uh, and hurricane irma yeah disaster relief putting in for his native uh virgin islands where he grew up shout out to james harden Raising money for Hurricane Harvey relief in Houston. Uh, I believe he put in the tune of about, it's either $1 million or $4 million. I can't remember. Um, casual. Pretty, casual, yeah. <laughs> uh, the owner of the Rockets, Leslie Alexander, uh-huh. contributed, initially was going to contribute uh, $4 million, but upped it to $10 million Wow. to the city of Houston and disaster relief. Cr- newly... Appointed Rocket, Chris Paul, 50000 he put toward Hurricane Relief. Mm-hmm. And uh, the NBA Players Association also put in uh, a contribution. And so uh, various athletes across, especially Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, I mean, they have two t- huge teams. And OKC is not that far from... True. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, they... But uh, the Houston Rocket. Texans... Mm-hmm. And the Houston oh, yeah, the Astros, Texan, yeah. uh, they have players and organizational management from those sides also contributing to the disaster yeah, relief. That's so, awesome. um, just shout out to anyone in the sporting world who is trying to help out uh, people who are our fans, who are our citizens, who are just human beings uh, living where we live. And without them, we wouldn't have teams in these locations. If the city didn't have the people as the foundation, you wouldn't have the Houston Rockets. So. Mm. Shout out to uh, all the people doing good work uh, to help out their fellow man and woman and child and people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that is a worthy group of people to get the dope person of the week. And our love and our prayers and support goes to all those affected by both of the hurricanes. Certainly. Um, and, you know, I think it's super important for us to support the local efforts, not just Red Cross, but also the local efforts that are happening um throughout mm-hmm. uh those places because there's a lot of local like on the ground folks that need help mm-hmm. and money and resources so um i hope people are putting their money to good use to to help their human kin at the end of the day um so my dope person so obviously we talked about some dope people earlier and they continue to be my dope people mm-hmm. of, of the week slash life because talk about being a supportive human to another human. Um, one of the other things, uh, one of the other, the other person I wanted to highlight this week was, is Sloane Stephens. Get it, girl. She 
is amazing. Yeah. Um, she, for those of you who may who may be living under a rock, like Alex does sometimes. Uh, this I'm a little abreast <laughs> of. You're, you're abreast okay. of a few things, which yeah. is, I'm very proud of you about. Yeah. Um, but some things you aren't, and you're like an 80 year old man. But that's okay. Um, what is text? <laughs> what is what is technology? <laughs> what is texting? Anyway, um, so Sloan recently won the. I was going to say World Cup. That's not what it was. The U.S. Open. There you go. <laughs> the U.S. Open. <laughs> um, uh, and she is now ranked 17th in the world. Was that all she got from that? Uh, you know what she was before that? No. She was 957th in the world. Who's before... doing the counting? I have no idea. 957th? But, so the reason why she was so low you have to think, is mm-hmm. also she was gone because of injury and she had surgery earlier this year even. Oh, I didn't know that. Surgery uh, on what? I believe it was maybe her wrists or maybe her knees. She had surgery and so okay. she was out for some time. She wasn't, she went, I think it was the Australian Open mm-hmm. that was the most recent uh, tennis match um, and she didn't do well there uh, mm. just because she was still kind of recovering. Um, but for her to do as well as she did and to be 17 and she's like incredibly humble The when she won, so I watched the whole match. So the, when mm. she won, you know, you see, you I remember like Serena winning and I remember, you know, other, other players winning. And I remember thinking, and I just remember them, you know, falling to the ground. They're so happy. They're, you know, mm. like crying and all these things. She wins she looks to her mom, like where her mom and her coach is. Mm. She looks at them. She like covers her mouth and she just smiles. That's all she does. It was so subdued. It was so, it was so understated, which I was just like, oh, okay. And I didn't realize, I forgot that who she was playing against um, is one of her close friends that she was playing against. Who's uh, that? Her, uh, what's her name? Man? No, not. Oh, shoot. I always forget her name. It's hard with tennis names. If it's not Maria Sharapova <laughs> or one of the Williamses, <laughs> it's like, I'm which one is this? Um, oh, God. I can't think of her it's name. It's okay. It's not. No, it's not okay because she's, like, it's Here, important you keep, to, you keep going. to remember these people's names uh, because they are, because they're both two U.S. players, too, right? So, like, it's not just, um, it's not like it's like a random player out there, but, uh, Oh, what? Oh God. How come I can't click on the name? What name? Of M the person keys. who? M keys. Maddie keys. Maybe. Ma- I think it was Maddie. Maybe. Yeah, I was right. Madison keys. Oh, there you go. I, 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 I I knew I was somewhere there. So Madison Keys and uh, Sloane Stevens actually like went through juniors together. Like they've played together. They have like roomed with each other when they've gone to different things. And um, I just like really appreciated her sportsmanship, both of their sportsmanships. Um, but to see this beautiful, strong, athletic black woman win the U.S. Open was everything to me. And then a week later, Serena had her baby. So I was like, that's cool. And Serena is... Uh, have, did you see what Serena did? She's also another dope person. No, what'd she do? She did like this video of like montage of uh, once her baby was born and they announced it. Like a couple of days later. Um, and they did all these different things. And she basically she basically put on, on, the, on the Instagram story 
um, you know, your like how many Grand Slams she's won. Yeah. The baby has won. Oh, God one. Bless and I was like, "Yes, this is <laughs> <God>. everything." <laughs> and her name is Alexis Olympian Ohanan. No, what? Her the baby's name. Yeah, is Alexis named after her dad? His Ol- name is Alex. Yeah. Okay. Or like like something of that nature. All right. Olympian. Named after... The Olympics? <laughs> and then her father's last name, Junior. So, um, I just think she's everything. Serena's everything. What? Tennis is everything. What? Everything is everything. Olympian? <laughs> yeah. Olympian. I'm pretty sure it might... I'm, unless I'm, like, completely making this up. Serena. Serena. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Meet Alexis. Olympia. Sorry, not Olympian. Olympia. Like the capital of Washington. Sure. Or Olympics. Olympia. So either way. I guess I like Olympia. Olympian is a little too specific. It's a little too on the the nose. Exactly. But um, baby's super cute. And congratulations to the mom. But to the beautiful women of color putting it out there that even... You know, that the game of tennis is not just for old white people, old white rich people. It's also for kick-ass brown girls to do it. Yeah, they're coming up in the world. Yeah. I mean, the the Williams were the first to do it on the same. But, That's true. Uh, I miss Tiger Woods and I miss people who were good at golf uh, from that demographic. And so just waiting for that to come back around these days. Yeah, but Tiger Woods forgot that he was sometimes a person of color. Well, yeah, sure. He was so that that didn't help. Yeah, but that's because he couldn't see himself most of the time. He just looks out on a white world. Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how right that is, but I'm trying to give him a pass. Maybe I you're, shouldn't. You're way more kind than you. Maybe need to I be. shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, at some point, <laughs> it didn't go. But yeah, <laughs> I just read a headline. What what's that red headline? It's just a picture of Jeff Sessions and it says Trump hu- humiliated Jeff Sessions after Mueller appointment. What else is new? God, this world just stop spinning. Let's just oh. let's just end on a high note. <laughs> I'll say this though. What? It's political the fodder. Yeah, um, go ahead. The. The disaster relief funds for Harvey. Yeah. When it came down to whether or not to rule on what to do with those funds now Mm -hmm. and take action or wait till after the primaries to table it for some months until then, uh, the Republicans said, let's wait till after midterm elections. That's nice. Yeah, sure. Because they're Satan's spawn. Yeah. And then... The uh, Dems, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, yeah, in the White House Oval Office with forty-five, mm-hmm. like, no, we need to do this now. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We think that would be the most reasonable thing, but we'll compromise and we'll meet you at this mark. Right. How about that? The Republicans, Ryan, and the people were like, nah. Well, it's just, Mr. President, let's have that much later after the primaries. Okay, great. And he said, oh, the midterms, I mm-hmm. should say. And you know what 45 did? What did he do? I'm going with the Dems. That happened today, what? didn't it? No, it happened like some days ago. 
I thought it was today. Didn't he, he do something else today? He might have done it today? again today, maybe. But it first happened uh, like five days ago or so, and he Wait, does he have a conscience now? What the hell, right? You were like, wait a second. Wait, he has, a, he has a moral compass with a reasonable argument and a compromise. You chose the more rational, reasonable of the options. This is he broke with party line, and it just goes to show, like, hey, maybe this guy actually have his has his own mindset around this thing. And I think people are saying because Bannon's no longer in office, you don't have someone telling you what to do. Like, don't yeah. ruffle your base. Right. Don't go against the party. And we'll he's like, see. well, he's not here anymore, so I'm just going to do this. All right. This might be uh, an interesting... And what does it mean? I forget which uh, late night show host was like. And you know what this means? No, you have no idea what this we means. Have no no idea one what knows the, what the fuck what, this means. None, nothing ever makes sense <laughs> anyway. So that's why we have dope people like Sloan and the NBA players right. doing good in this world because our leadership really gives it's us a heart attack. <laughs> it's so, unpredictable. God. So yeah, that's sounds like uh, that's a wrap for us. That I think it is a wrap for us. Is there anything else you want to like add before we before we any wise words to say to the people? No, I got nothing. You got nothing. I literally. All right, y'all. Have a good one. We'll uh, we'll catch you later. Cheers. Yeah.